You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. God's looking for some black robe preachers, not a bunch of yellow robes. And if you look what saved what the separation back in 1776 was, it was some black robe preachers that got up and preached the gospel of truth with power and authority, with the Holy Spirit infusing his people. And if he did it then, he's gonna do it again. I'm gonna tell one last story and then we're gonna get into it. Somebody needs to Google John G. Lake. Start doing your research. There was just a man just plumbing his way through life and the Holy Ghost hit him to the point where he would preach the gospel. And if the sick wouldn't get healed, he knew something was up. So he was gonna do just what he did that I'm about to do today, and he got them freedom from anger, freedom from bitterness, freedom from everything that was tormenting them, and then he'd pray for them again, and they'd be totally healed. He had so much conviction and faith when the bubonic plague came down, he didn't lose an ounce of sleep. He said, bring it. Let me show you what I'm gonna do. He was the only one in this whole area that wasn't, he would go into infected cities with the bubonic plague back in the day to the point where they put some of it that was in a petri dish as they were studying it scientifically. How do we come up with a vaccine? How do we come up with this? He said, put it in my hand and watch what it does. And he prayed that fire from heaven came down and it killed that virus right there, that plague right in his hand, right there. He became famous for it. Started a revival from one thing of faith and it broke out. People from around the world would come to his healing rooms. Healing rooms that exist today started with John G. Lake and his faith on the inside, teaching the gospel, teaching the power of the Holy Spirit. Yet where are they today? We need more healing rooms than ever. Some of you are clapping. Yeah, until you need it. I'm gonna prick you a little bit because it needs to. Here's why I'm saying it. I had a pretty good prayer life. And then when my friend needed me the most, I realized my prayer life sucked. In 2007, everything changed for me. I saw a little kid raised from the dead. I don't care what you doubt, you can never take that from me. I'm in the medical field for a reason. I'm a chiropractor. I know what MRIs look like. I know what x-rays look like. I know what EKGs, EMG, I know what it all looks like. And when I saw that brain scan of a dead little boy and they were gonna harvest his organs and a week later he was back to life, you could never take that from me. Let's make it more personal because that's what shifted my prayer life. Now we have prayer meetings all over every one of our campuses just because of an encounter. And listen, if nobody else was there, I'd still be there with two or more gathered. I know we have over 400 men on a Tuesday of all campuses. But it started with three of us because I had a deficiency that I said, I'm not going to be that Christian anymore. My buddy's life depended on it. He got healed through someone else. And then another friend's little baby boy that I still didn't know what to do. And he got radically healed. Now, I tell you those two stories just because I'm going to tell you years later, just months ago, I got a phone call. My office is packed. I probably had 30 people in there. Phone call. My wife was yelling. My, 
my nanny was calling, screaming. And all I heard was, your little girl is suffocated. And she was screaming. I could, she's Brazilian. You could, I couldn't understand her before. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I ran out of my office. My CAs didn't even know I left. My other doctors didn't even know I left. I was in the middle of adjusting. I think I just left somebody right there on the table. I beelined. My CAs never interrupt me. They said, it sounds like an emergency on the phone. I got it. Boom, I dropped that phone. I'm in a big truck driving very fast. Five o'clock traffic. I don't leave my office till 6.30, so I've never seen traffic. I was like, somebody's getting out of my way. I started praying. with an authority that I didn't know was on the inside. But it was my little girl. I'm going to tell you, I was praying louder than I've ever prayed. Pastor Jurgen happened to call me. He doesn't call me. He knows I'm adjusting. He felt something in his spirit. Started praying with me. It was like fire in my car and all of a sudden supernaturally as I was about to no joke full off drive off the freeway and four wheel drive it to my house because I knew there was a backcountry road through a military base I would have been arrested but I didn't care I drove through a fence military roads to my house and I felt right when I was about to swerve Mike I'm doing it I can buy a new bumper this is my daughter I literally went to go like this and I felt the power of God hit my cab and my truck and I felt peace and I felt God say, I got you. And immediately as I felt peace, I go, my doctor's an MD, my neighbor's an MD, my other neighbor's an MD. I pulled out my phone, I called them. They both answered, what are the odds? They both said, we got you. They ran over there. Took me 15 more minutes to get home. And my daughter ran up and gave me a hug. She got locked in a box, playing hide and go seek on a, a one of those chests you put in. And she got in, and my her you know her little brother just clicked down on it and it locked the box. They couldn't get out. The nanny freaked, and she heard Micah go quiet because she was scared. She thought she suffocated. And then they cracked the box open and my neighbor saved her but I'm telling you something it showed me who I was in that moment it showed me the authority that I had and I, I didn't even doubt for a second I said when I felt that peace and that joy and that all of a sudden communication of what I needed to do I didn't even care what the circumstance was because when I got home I knew there was some power in these hands and I was going to bring life back into a body if need be what kind of believer are we today we're going to unlock some authority today because we need to. I don't even know if I have my confession of faith, but we're going to say it anyways just because now I have to. This is my new one. I get to read it with you guys first before my own campus. You have to understand that confession is just something you believe in your heart. If you don't believe it yet, it's a declaration, but declare a thing today. Declare it. Whether you believe it or not, declare it. Let's read it together. Today, together, come on. Today, I am worthy to receive and possess the keys to your kingdom. I am blessed, I am healthy, I am bold. 
I declare favor, blessing, and peace over my life. You, Lord, direct my steps. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. You guys can be seated. Let's do this. Pre-game's over. Took longer than I thought. Sorry, that was emotional. I've never even told that story yet. Okay. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for everyone here. There is no accident. They found their way here on Freedom Sunday for a reason. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you prepare their hearts. You prepare their minds. Prepare them for the journey that you have in store for them. I break ceilings over their life. I break strongholds over their life. God, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a voice to speak. We lose heaven over this place right now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right. Thank you for staying up here. If you get tired, you can leave. If not, double portion, double portion. No, stay if you can. I'm gonna preach short and we're gonna go fast. We gotta pray for some people up in here. Okay, a couple things that I want you to do. MikeConnellMinistries.com. You guys can write it down. I was giving you a second. MikeConnellMinistries.com. The next thing, just on the top of it, he's an incredible pastor, walks with incredible authority. We bring him through every year and a half just to, for full-on deliverance over our whole staff, team, everything. Yep, pastors need it. I have to pray for myself daily, sometimes twice. But what I love about it, you can go to downloads or resources. There's three resources. Number one is on the Holy Spirit. Number two is on spiritual authority. Number three is on deliverance and healing. Why am I bringing them up? They are biblically referenced teachings to equip you, and you're gonna need it. You're gonna need it, I promise. I refuse to be a part of a church that doesn't have a roar to it. And what I've learned during this whole craziness going on in 2020 and even right now that we got to have some boldness as a church, just not the pastors. And what happens is as we teach, it's not the pastors with authority, it's God's giving you authority. And what I want you to understand is we're getting caught up in media and social media and the news and everything. Why don't you get caught up in what God is saying? And what I need you to do with these three things is do a study to equip you for how you hear and walk in authority as believers. I don't even like saying Christians because I don't like Christians. I'm just, I'm trying to. I love them, but I don't like them. I know, it's not that funny. So believers. I definitely didn't like pastors. And how funny is God? Now I am one. It's like, God, you know I don't like pastors. Don't make me one. Yep, you're called. No, no, call me something else. But I want, we're going to walk in all three today, but I want you to do the work when you leave here. This can't be a jacuzzi experience. You feel good while you're in it and your life goes back to exactly the same tomorrow. It's got to be a pivotal experience. Pivotal happens with transformation. Transformation happens when you go from learning infused with the Holy Ghost to your heart that you walk in authority and power. Thriving. God is the God of increase. Not just in finances, but in all things. Your life 
The life of the generous winds up and up where the life of the stingy, you get smaller and smaller. And God's looking for a church right here in Salt Lake City that's got some boldness on the inside of it. Told me this morning, like, no, shift the gear a little bit. Some of you, I brought this resource. You need to get this book called The Bait of Satan. So I'm gonna teach on some stuff and what I wanna do when it starts popping, meaning when God starts going, aha, what he's gonna do today, just to let you know, he's gonna shine a light on your heart. He's gonna shine a light on some things that you're walking in and through and dealing with that he doesn't want you to suppress or ignore. Showed me, I just saw a lot of flashlights looking on the inside of your heart and all he's gonna do is expose the lies from the enemy and the seeds from the enemy. Your job is to let the Holy Spirit weed your garden of your heart if you allow him. And if you don't, guess what? There's still a ceiling. And if you don't like where you're at, you gotta let God get in there. God loves you. He's not coming in to scare you, to harm you. When we pray for people and they get deliverance or healing, it's not to scare you. But if you're not seeing signs and wonders in your life, then my question is, what are we tapping into? God didn't send his son Jesus to start another religion. Came to redeem us, fully redeem us, set us free, restore us, let us walk in victory. If you don't like where you're at, we gotta shake the tree today. And I'm telling you, this book specifically, I brought because it talks about the bait of Satan. When I go fishing in Colorado River, I know it's live worms that's gonna catch the big mouth bass. I know I gotta go get this stink bait if I wanna go after the catfish. I know I gotta use this special little lure for this other try to fish I'm trying to catch that I've never caught, you know? <laughs> but the bait of Satan is he's coming after every one of you. John 10, 10, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came to give you life and life to the full. But what I'm telling you, there's a bait out there. And if you get hooked, the devil starts taking you wherever he wants to take you. There is a bait. And the number one thing he talks about is the spirit of offense. Talks about the triggers. Talks about the little things. It's the little foxes that are ruining your harvest. And I'm here, we're going to put them all out. They're getting out of your harvest, out of your field, walking in victory where there's joy. You know, joy is a choice. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is a choice. I'm not happy all the time, but nobody steals my joy. Nobody. I've given authority to hold on to it. So I just want to go a couple, I'm going to read a couple verses. This first one is Mark 3, 14 through 15, and then we're going to pray for people. Is that all right? I'm going to talk about the 10 ways that the enemy comes in to oppress demonically with demons, and it's a real thing, church. I read a book called This Present Darkness, Frank Peretti. Just read it casually because my brain was going to melt in grad school. And I remember this little old lady in the book just praying. And as she prayed, the angels would get stronger. I read that book. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But when the city stopped praying, the demonic influences were getting stronger. But as the righteous prayed, authority came. And the way that Frank Peretti would describe angels, man, they were bad to the bone. 
Like you just think of any WWF wrestler that you think is impressive. Add some wings and double the biceps. That's what I thought, man, as a kid. But I want to let you know that growing up, I didn't know the authority I had. That's why I was off the rails. I was such a punk doing dumb stuff. But when I was in grad school, was my first encounter with the demonic force, getting choked out in real life, thinking it was a dream. And then once I realized that I had fear gripping my life, it felt cold, it felt dark, it was fear. It was a spirit of fear. I know that now. But all I know is I was opening my eyes to these beady little eyes and it was sitting there breathing on me and I was stricken with fear. And the only thought I remembered was this old lady praying and the angels would come. And so I went to yell Jesus and I couldn't. Jesus. I literally, just this, Jesus. Choked out to the smallest little version of Jesus I could. And I saw fear in demonic eyes right in front of me. Loosen the grip. I yelled Jesus so loud, it fled the room. I jumped up, hit my head on the wall because I was in a bunk bed, jumped down. I mean, I'm 27 years old at this point. I jumped down on my bed. Next thing you know, both my roommates are staring at me. One a good old Catholic boy that hadn't been in years, and the other one totally atheist. Both as white as a ghost talking to me. Both had girlfriends in their room. All freaked out. They kicked the girlfriends out two in the morning. And they're like, what happened? I told him the whole story, freaked out. Catholic boy went back to his uh, mass on Monday. Now he's like a Columbus Knight of the Round Table, whatever it is. But he is full. And he still calls me to tell me that that was the most powerful encounter he ever witnessed in his life. And he gave his life back to Jesus. And then my atheist friend on the floor right there gave his life to Christ. Swung totally religious. Now he's back to neutral. We're great friends. But that night was a supernatural encounter. I called my mom at two in the morning. I said, Mom, this is what just happened to me. You know what she said? Calm. You're calling me to tell me this at two in the morning? I'm like, yeah, I'm calling you to tell me. I just almost got choked out by a demon. You never told me this stuff is real. She goes, you've been in church all your life. How'd you not know it was real? Didn't you just say a prayer to Jesus? <laughs> is that easy? She goes, yeah. Mom, you failed. Click. I was so ticked. This was years before, I still graduated two and a half years later, moved down to start my clinic, and then, like four years later, met Pastor Jurgen. Still didn't put all the pieces together. And then he's just talking about it like it's another thing. I'm like, oh yeah, we gotta crush demons. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you should put together a Ghostbusters team. I'll just tell you whose house. We get a pastoral care call. Why don't you and John and a couple buddies and your girlfriend go over and pray for him? You want us to walk in houses where you know there's demonic activity and pray for them. You got the wrong guy. But just out of curiosity, I went. How I many know oh, that's freaky? It's like you're playing with authority. It's like someone gives you a Ferrari and you've never been in. They're like, take it for a rip. You're like, <laughs> okay. It's like a fireman just saying, hey, hold my hose and I'm going to turn it on. You better hold on for dear life. That's what we are doing. And guess what? We didn't know what we we're doing, but we saw people get set free, healed. I, mean, I feel bad because a lot of people, that, they're missing a lot of probably nice items that didn't have anything to do. I think that, that's got to be a demon on it. Let's get rid of it. 
That mask, get rid of it. That painting, your mother-in-law, get rid of it. Get rid of it. People lost a lot of furniture, but we are rookies. It's funny, not funny. But now I know the authority I do have. I'm not playing around anymore. Every one of you have that same authority. Mark 3, 14 and 15 says that then he appointed the 12 that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and to have power, authority, to heal the sickness and cast out demons. Mark 16, 17 says this, and these signs shall follow those who believe in my name, they will cast out demons. Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and over all power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Do you believe it? Or do you think this word is just a fairy tale and you're just going to church just in case? I think I'm gonna go to church as an insurance policy. I have insurance over my life, my house, my business. Maybe I'll go to church just so I know I'm going to heaven. And that's great. You will. Jesus is the Lord of your salvation, but is he the Lord of your life, which is power and authority? He didn't come for you to get saved if that was the game. Hey, let's give our life to Christ. Why don't we just go to heaven right now? No, now we gotta bring heaven to earth. And now that takes lordship, that takes authority, that takes you and I standing on something more powerful and understanding when you sing that song, there's a city that needs you. There's a park city and a woman up there crying that some churches got shut down that says, where are the bold churches? Where are the men and women of God that are bringing authority? I don't wanna leave Salt Lake City. I don't wanna leave Park City. God says, I looked around, I'm looking for one righteous person. Here I am, Lord, send me. In Acts 10, 18, it said, God anointed Jesus with his Holy Spirit and power so that all that were oppressed by the devil would be set free. Oppression's a real thing. There's an enemy out there that wants to steal your joy, affect your life, get you caught up with addiction, suicide, chaos in the world, anxiety in the world. If you're dealing with any of that, we're gonna break that free in just a moment. Evil spirits come to hold people down. We must exercise greater spiritual authority than those demonic spirits. A lot of churches don't like to talk about it because guess what? When you talk about it, you don't know what the Holy Ghost is gonna do. You don't know what the Holy Spirit's gonna do. We're not the church to put God's in a box and tells God to be, hey, don't scare anybody. Don't do anything crazy. No, no, no. Holy Spirit needs to do what the Holy Spirit needs to do to get where you need to get to, to do what you've been called to do. You have a gift on your life you have an authority in your life and the enemy comes in to snuff you out and oppress you and get you living in fear, anxiety, and chained you up in bondage. And we gotta loose that. We gotta break that stuff off you so you can walk with some authority that you're called to walk in. You have friends that need to see you walking differently. I know some of you are staring at me like you don't believe me, but you're anointed with the Holy Spirit. You're anointed with power and you will 
through Jesus, be authorized to set people free. You gotta understand that. It's this biblical mandate in 1 John 3, 8. A biblical mandate. You're gonna get your life set free and then you're gonna go set free those people. The gospel is the good news. It's freedom. My opening preach that I won't even get to, the title of my message, by the way, is called Freedom Fractures. Luke 4.18 says this, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. Anointed you for what? Everything the Holy Spirit brings is freedom, deliverance, and liberty. You better hold on to those words. Freedom, deliverance, and liberty. That's why we live in America. And we better hold on to that truth. I'm gonna tell you real quick and then I'm gonna pray. These are the 10 things that I want you to get highlighted really quickly. That if you've been dealing with, this is how the enemy has permission to come in and attack your life. Without the why, there's no comply. I need you to understand the 10 things, and Mike Connell does a deep dive on every one of them. You need to take spiritual authority over your home. Means pray up your home, anoint the front door with oil. Take communion in your home. Anytime I have a guest that I don't really know, after they leave, I'm gonna re-pray at my house. I have people come in all the time like, man, it's so peaceful at your house. Yeah, you better believe it is. I've already kicked every whooping demon out of this place and they don't want to come around here because they'll get a beat down. And you think I'm joking. I am being light about it, but it, it's a true statement. I have, I have people that have come in and started to manifest and they think, they're like, um, I, I need to leave. I'm like, before you leave, can I pray for you? I just had a painter. We're getting our house painted right now and that painter, he's like, He's like, I have anxiety here. And I said, I know, can I pray for you? He's like, what's that gonna do? I don't believe. That's okay, I do. I prayed for him. He's had peace every day since, three days. The head painter guy's like, whoa, I'm Catholic. I'm like, that's cool. You believe in Jesus? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, we're good. Number one that gets in, the door that opens for the enemy to come attack you, generational sin. I had to break Freemasonry off my life. It was way back, generations. Didn't even know. But it was causing divorce on my mom's side. Three generations. My grandpa was a preacher. He didn't even know. Lutheran preacher. Didn't even go after it. But he ended in divorce because he was so sold out to ministry, he forgot about his family. I love him. He taught me everything. I love my grandpa. But he let the enemy come in to kill, steal, and destroy. Generational curse affected every one of my uncles, my mom, everything until it came to me and I broke that thing. Generational curse, number one. Number two, sin, personal sin. If you have hatred, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, rebellion, or you just fantasize all the time about a life you could have. Right now, beta Satan. Amazon, get it. I don't get commissions. I just want to set you free. That's sin. We all fall short. But if you're walking around with bitterness or unforgiveness and you get triggered, if you're walking by someone and you look down, if you won't look them in the face, if you go around the other room and pretend you're looking at your phone, you pretend to make a phone call, you know you're not calling anybody, you just don't want to talk to that person, there's some unforgiveness in your heart. Deal with it. If you don't deal with it, the enemy has access to you and will mess you up. And God's going to be like, I've given you authority. All you have to do is release that. Beta Satan gives you declarations, scriptures, everything on how to do that. 
We have an entire declaration and a ministry thing on freedom. It's 94990, and all you have to text is, I am free. We'll send you every resource we have on how to stay free, get free, get your neighbors free. I don't know why you're not smiling. You ought to be throwing me a party right now. That was a lot of resources. Giving you homework. I can't, you, you want a six pack, but I can't go to the gym for you. You gotta eat, quit eating Twinkies and Ding Dongs. I can't do that for you. I could just tell you they're bad for you. I can give you all the scriptures, but you have to read them and have faith to believe in them and exercise authority. I can't do it for you. Equip yourself. Number three is the occult. Directly opens a, deed, uh, a door to demonic suppression immediately. Number four, sexual sin, pornography. 90% of all men struggle with it in and outside the church. Opens the door. You have one demonic encounter. You, man, you sober you up real quick. But how do you do it? You gotta get set free from it. You can't overcome it with a disciplined mind. It's a spirit. Number five, rejection. Opens the door for demonic suppression in your life. Number six, controlling relationships. Spirit of control, it's a Jezebel spirit. We have a Jezebel spirit over our nation right now. And, and, and Jezebel's all throughout the Bible. The prophet called down fire from heaven, incinerated everything. And Jezebel says, I'm coming to get you. Here's a prophet that just got the greatest victory and he's running and hiding in a cave because fear came over him, a spirit of fear, Jezebel. That's why this country's in turmoil. We've got to raise, the righteous will raise up. Number seven, trauma, accidents, and grief. Even a car accident can open a door, allows fear in. Fear's an emotion, but then a spirit can ride on it. Number eight, ungodly beliefs. Number nine, curses. The minute you play with the Ouija board, you've automatically opened a curse. If you've ever played with the Ouija board, I, and I was one of them. It's probably why I got a little choked out. Man, I got that thing busted off me. People think it's just a game you buy at Target. It opens the door to the spirit world and you can't go back. We need to teach our young people. You better be careful. All that kind of stuff too, you gotta understand. And the next one is transference. Number 10, person to person, movies that are dark, internet and games that are dark, violence, killing, transference can open your heart to alcohol, drugs, touching dead bodies, wrong doctrine, ethnic traditions and culture, a lot of Native American stuff. I used to go to sweat lodges and do stuff back in the day when I was trying to be a healer and I had to get all that broken off me. But what we're gonna do, we're gonna pray. I want every one of you to stand up and I'm gonna read a, just a corporate prayer. And then just due to time, and I'm sorry that went long, but I'm telling you that what I want you to do, I'm gonna read this corporate prayer. And if anything I said on those 10 doors, that you may have opened one, as the worship team, you guys can clear this off. And as the worship team comes up, I'm gonna get down here and I'm gonna pray for people. And I want you to come forward if one, I start reading this and you start feeling anxious, you get a stomach ache, you get a headache, that's demonic. It's 
It's not because of what you ate for breakfast. The minute I start doing this declaration of freedom, you might feel something. Don't run out of here. We're gonna set you free today. But if you know in one of those 10 doors that maybe you've operated in some of those 10 doors, I'm gonna ask you to come forward and I'm gonna pray for you. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, don't be a Christian that God gave a Ferrari and you didn't ask for the keys. The Holy Spirit is the keys to the ignition that you're gonna walk in all gifts. You might highlight in one or two, but you're gonna walk in all gifts. God's giving you authority. So I'm gonna pray this, so I just want you to close your eyes. You don't need to bow your heads, you can look up, you can just get your heart open to receive this, but I'm gonna pray. It's a prayer of victory and declaration over your life. And I'm just asking right now that the Holy Spirit softens your heart, that you receive it. And then I'm gonna ask you to come up. I'm gonna ask my ministry team after I'm done to come up and we're all gonna pray for you. And people are gonna get set free today. People are gonna get healed today. I see people already in my spirit. This morning I woke up, you have nightmares. They're stopping today. Some of you have been anxious with anxiety. It's broken today. Some of you have a a, a secret drug addiction. It's done today. Every one of them, God's giving you authority to rule and reign in this life. Heaven to earth. Get in the word. Don't listen to the news. Don't be rattled. Put on worship music. Make your house an altar. Start living in that authority. Let joy come over you. Revelation 12, 11, 1 John 5, 4 through 8. When you text the 949, uh, 94 something, 090, I am free, whatever it is. Talk to pastors that we're, I mean, we're gonna give you this whole thing and you start going around your house, declaring it over your life. Lots of resources that I want you to take, learn. The devil doesn't want you to get it. I woke up this morning and I felt tension. I knew, I knew that it was gonna be Freedom Sunday here. So here we go. Heavenly Father, today we enter in your presence, Lord. I have taken my case. I praise you and worship you and declare your goodness over my life. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my mind, my will, emotions, my body. I plead the power of the blood of Jesus over my family, my children, and my grandchildren. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and life filling me afresh today. I release your power, fire, and grace into the atmosphere wherever I go. I claim my neighborhood for you, and I arrest every principality, power, and territorial spirit Every throne of of the kingdom of darkness, I cast them down in the name of Jesus. You will not lift yourself up against me or my family or my neighborhood. I declare your blessing, Lord, over my city. Let wisdom, encouragement, wise decisions come to those who serve in our city government, our courts, our law enforcement, our first responders. May your protection be over them, clearing the way for restoration and recovery. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for forgiving me for all my sins. You've given me a power over all sin. Sin, therefore, has no power over me. I forgive those who have sinned against me in the past and right now. I release all guilt, 
I break all shame in the name of Jesus. I cancel the sins committed by my parents and ancestors. I break and cancel any satanic covenants, exchanges, agreements, vows, or transactions made over my life, my body, my soul, and my spirit, and over my circumstances in the name of Jesus. I cancel every legal right that the devil has tried to use against me by the blood of Jesus Christ. The accuser of the brethren will have nothing against me as I come into the presence of you, Lord. You have given me your righteousness through Jesus. The devil cannot hinder or delay any prayer because I know who I am. I am a, a child of the kingdom. I am a king and a priest of the Lord, redeemed from the hand and work of darkness by the blood of Jesus Christ. I declare that all satanic thrones, altars, dominions, principalities, power, rulers of darkness, household wickedness, spiritual hosts of wickedness, and all other works of Satan have no power or authority over my life. I declare all forms of harassment, torments, fears, intimidation are defeated and have no effect on me in the name of Jesus. I receive your strength today. I receive strength in my prayers. My prayers bring solutions and results. Every prayer attracts divine attention and intervention. Heaven touches my prayers. God, you are the Lord of heaven and earth, and you attend to my cause. My prayers shake loose the chains that have hindered or restricted the abundance of God in my life. Thank you today that the miracles, healing, breakthroughs, signs and wonders, joy and glory follow me wherever I go. Lord, you direct my steps. This is the day that the Lord has made. I rejoice and I am glad in it. Thank you, Lord, for your manifestation, that you manifest your presence that resides in and with me. Your peace prevails and rules in my heart in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.